Billy Graham has said, a good father is one of the most unsung, unpraised, unnoticed, and yet one of the most valuable assets in our society. Mothers and fathers are equally important and impart essentially but very, very different things to children. Fathers are so, so, so important. In the United States in 1960, only 10% of children were raised without a father in the home. Today, 25 to 30% of our kids live in fatherless homes. That adds up to 18 million kids living without a father in the home. <clears throat> children with fathers in the home do better in school, have a better general sense of well-being, and get this one, they are more likely to have a larger vocabulary. Because <clears throat> mommies go, <laughs> and daddies, you know, come home using words that they used at work a lot of times. <laughs> children without fathers in the home are more likely to do jail time, commit suicide, run away, have anger management problems, abuse drugs and alcohol, have teen pregnancies, are more likely to be obese and suffer, suffer from all the health risks that come from excess weight and are more likely to live in poverty and drop out of school. So see how important fathers are? Just that influence in the home can make all those dif that difference. A couple of months ago in a higher standard women's ministry meeting, we talked about Proverbs 31. It's a famous chapter that talks about the so-called ideal or virtuous woman. You know that woman that nobody could ever be in a million years? <clears throat> well, it, it's written, uh, it's the sayings of King Lemuel's mother who was telling him what kind of a wife he needed to get. He was teaching him the value of a good wife and a good mother. So we learned in this chapter in, in, in Proverbs 31 that verses 10 through 31 are an acrostic poem. And what that means is each verse in verses 10 through 21, start with a different letter of the Hebrew alphabet. So if it was in English, verse 1 would start with an A, verse 2 would start with a B, verse 2 would start with a C. <clears throat> and that was how, that was a tool to help remember what was in that poem. And uh, the Hebrew alphabet is 21 letters, so there are 21 verses in 10 through 31. And... Uh, one of the things we learned about this portion of scripture was that in the Jewish culture, men memorize it to sing a song of praise and love to the women in their lives, their wives, their daughters, their sisters, and their friends. Some Jewish men sing it to their wife at every Sabbath. In other words, Proverbs 31, 10 through 31 is a love song to women to express how wonderful they are and what a blessing they are. And it tells them, it tells these women things that, you know, probably most women aren't able to do, but it's praising them. You know how, how when you're in love with somebody, you tell them just, you just really gush up, you know, and tell them all these wonderful things. Well, that's kind of what the men did with this in Proverbs 31. So it was a, it provided a fun way to celebrate those daily acts of faithfulness exhibited by the women in their life. So as I was praying about this message, I thought about the fathers of Summit Church and how wonderful you all are. So what I would like to do is I would like to use 21 letters of our English alphabet to describe and celebrate how good of fathers you are. 
I thought of each man in the church and the qualities that I've seen in you. Your names have been changed, of course, to protect the innocent. (laughs) So here we go. Mr. A. Mr. A is available. One of the kids in this church told me, my dad listens to me. That was one of the most wonderful things I've ever heard a child say about their father. My dad listens to me. So Mr. A is available. He listens to his kids. He has time for them. This child knows that their father is there for them. B is Bible-based. Mr. B is Bible-based. Let's turn to Deuteronomy 6, 5 through 9. Mr. B knows the Bible. He studies the Bible. He lives the Bible and speaks the Bible to his children. Now, if you all don't know, in the Muslim culture, Muslim fathers and mothers, when the kids first wake up in the morning, they they recite, they have their kids memorize Muslim teachings, and they do it continually all day long. That's why those people grown up in the Muslim faith are so indoctrinated, so full of the Muslim faith. But that Mr. B... Knows, knows even better than the Muslim men how to raise up his kids. He fills them with the word of God. He uh, understands the power of planting God's ways and God's commands in his children's hearts and minds and is looking out for their eternal security. When Mr. B wakes up in the morning, he's not worried about their baseball game, their football game, you know, if they're going to be happy with their new clothes. He's worried about, he's not worried, but he's thinking about their eternal security. What can I do to fill this child full of the word of God so that they can spend eternity with the Lord? In Deuteronomy 6, 5, it says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your house and on your gates. So Mr. B knows this scripture and he's working, he's putting this scripture into action. Mr. B is Bible-based. Mr. C is connected. He's connected with his kids. He counsels them and is caring. Dr. James Dobson has said that parental connectedness is the number one factor in preventing girls from engaging in premarital sex and indulging in drugs and alcohol. We need to connect with our kids, and Mr. C is connected. He's caring, and he counsels them. Mr. D, have any guesses? Darling. Hmm? Devoted? Mr. D, those are all good. Mr. D is daring. Now, a lot of, a lot of Mr. D's, you know, wives don't really like this. Because moms protect, dads challenge. Isn't that right? Kids are encouraged by Mr. D to take healthy risks. Children with fathers get more roughhousing. And roughhousing makes kids awesome. Uh, 
studies have found that one thing fathers across the world have in common is that they roughhouse with their kids more than moms. Roughhousing helps make kids resilient and socially adept. If kids only had moms, they'd be careful, they'd be timid, they'd be, uh, but kids with, you know, the balance is the dad is going, go for it, go for it. Yeah, you can do it, you can do it. Jump off the table. Oh, that's okay, yay. (laughs) Uh, Our son, BJ, when his first child, uh, Zoe, was about, I don't know, 18 months old, he'd put her up on his shoulders and he'd, she would hold on his ears and he would run around and it, it was just like all the women were like in panic, you know, but, you know, he was daring and he was teaching her how to take risks and not always be, you know, afraid. Mr. E is enthusiastic. He's not a stick in the mud. He's not in the doldrums all the time. He's encouraging. He's fun to be around because he's enthusiastic. Mr. F is faithful to his heavenly father, to his wife, and to his children. Every man that's lived on the face of the earth has had the opportunity to be unfaithful, unfaithful to their wife, unfaithful to their children, and unfaithful to the Lord. But Mr. F stays faithful. Mr. G is gracious. He's courteous. He's kind and pleasant and measures out grace to his family according to the grace given to him by God. So Mr. G understands the awesome, wonderful grace that is showered upon him by his heavenly father. And he showers that same grace upon his children and his family. Mr. H is hardworking. I've seen Mr. H get a second job when his family was in need or working toward a financial goal. Mr. H maintains his house. He maintains his yard. He maintains his vehicles. Mr. H also realizes it's not his job to make his kids happy. Another H. Parents aren't responsible to make their kids happy, but to train them to become successful adults who serve the Lord. So Mr. H is hardworking. He's to be admired, isn't he? Mr. I, have any clues on I? Integrity, awesome. I thought about that. Any other clues? Mr. I imitates. Mr. I's children can imitate him because he imitates God. Let's turn to 1 Corinthians 11.1. Now, this is Paul talking, and he's talking to people that would, you know, in a way be considered his spiritual children. It says, imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. So as the father imitates Christ, the children can imitate their father. Isn't that an awesome thing and a legacy that you can leave to your children? Mr. J, let's turn to Nehemiah 8.10. Mr. J is joyful. Mr. J has an internal joy not based on circumstances, but based on his relationship with God. It is a result of communing with the Holy Spirit. Nehemiah 8.10 says, For the joy of the Lord is your strength. 
So when Mr. J walks in the door, when he walks in his business, he is just so full of joy that it's contagious. You know, in, uh, in Ephesians, the fifth chapter, it talks about the fruit of the spirit. And one of those things is joy. So a man that's communing with the Holy Spirit and full of the Holy Spirit is also full of joy. And, you know, joyful people are just such a pleasure to be around, aren't they? And uh, children learn how to be joyful for Mr. J. Amen. K, Mr. K. Mr. K is kind hearted. Mr. K is kind-hearted to his family, his neighbors, and to others. His children see him help the poor and give to missions and act kindly to people who anger him in the store, at work, at home, or on the highway. Mr. K does not call people names. He doesn't cuss out drivers that cut him off. He's such an awesome, wonderful example of being kind-hearted. Mr. L is a leader. Mr. L takes his role as the head of his family seriously, spiritually and naturally. And you know, that can be kind of a hard thing to do, especially when you first get married. You know, there's like a a balancing act between the husband and wife. And as the years go by, the, the husband assumes the leadership role. And any, any, uh, household we see that have seen that the woman is the leader, it's always out of whack. But Mr. L knows how important it is to lead his family. And he is a leader. And leadership takes a lot of, uh, prayer. It takes a lot of, uh, meditation and thought and consideration of, of the family and what God wants for the family. Mr. M. Mr. M is a mentor. I saw this on Facebook. It said, a true father is going to let children live around him in his home, discipline and teach them, fight to mold them until they know all the no- all he knows and more. His goal is to make them better than he is, to go farther than he has gone, and to help them hit the mark their lives have been designed for. Being a mentor, being their mentor, is number one, and being their friend later in life is number two. That sounds pretty good, isn't it? So Mr. M is a mentor. Mr. N is noble. He's noble. He's strong. He's very, noble means strong, very honorable, most excellent, valuable, and virtuous. So Mr. N is noble. Do you know any noble men? There's noble men sitting here in this congregation, noble fathers. They're very strong in their families. They're honorable in their families. They're excellent. They're valuable and they're virtuous. Now, number uh, Mr. O. Have any guesses? That's a harder one. That's good. That's good. Those are all good. But you have to get ready for this one. Mr. O is obnoxious. (laughs) Mr. O is every father. Almost every child at some point feels their father is obnoxious. Is that right? Oh, yeah. 
Obnoxious means disagreeable, annoying, irritating, nasty, horrible, terrible, awful, offensive, or disgusting. (laughs) That's family life, isn't it? (laughs) In other words, the best of fathers can sometimes embarrass his kids. (laughs) But those are things that grown children and fathers learn to laugh about in later years. Do you remember when you embarrassed me by doing da-da-da-da? Do you remember when you did this? Do you remember when you did that? And you laugh and you think it's so funny. So Mr. O is obnoxious, and we love him for it. Amen? Mr. P is the family priest. Not in the Catholic sense of the word, priest, but as a priest is called in the Bible. Mr. P represents his wife and children to God. He spends time in prayer each day, remembering the needs and concerns of his wife and children. He sets the spiritual temperature in his home. He sacrifices for their life. He sacrifices his life for theirs. He is a mediator to God for his family. Isn't that awesome? He's to be well honored. Mr. Q, now that's another hard one too. Have any thoughts? I was going to say quiet, but you know. Pardon? Quizzical, that's good. Quality, that's, I was thinking about that one, but I thought I'd have a little bit more fun than that. Mr. Q is quirky. (laughs) He's quirky. Every single father is different. Every father has little quirks that make him special and unique. There are different, these are differences to be treasured. You know, a lot of times the little things that, that our father or your father is or that you are that, that are quirky and that maybe irritate people or get on people's nerves or are different, you know, and you wish were different. That is what makes them unique. That is what makes them awesome. That is what makes them an individual person, and those things are to be celebrated. Because we we wouldn't want a father that's exactly the same as every other father, would we? No. We want a a father with a little bit of interest and a little bit of quirks, right? (laughs) Uh, Mr. R rests in the Lord and in his promises. He's not easily rattled. The Bible is full of scriptures about rest. In Hebrews 11, or in Hebrews, it talks 11 times about entering God's rest. Let's turn to 1 Peter 3.15. Mr. R is not rattled by reports of sickness, about financial problems, or family difficulties, because his confidence is in the Lord. He has eternal hope in the Lord and his promises. In 1 Peter 3.15, it says, But in your hearts, set apart Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. So Mr. R can rest in the hope that he has because his firm foundation is on Jesus Christ and his precious promises. Mr. R answers problems that come against him with firm faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, and so he can rest. 
uh, S, Mr. S, is a Sabbath keeper. He takes seriously the fourth commandment. Let's turn to Exodus 20, verse 8, and let's look at the fourth commandment. Exodus 20, verse 8. It says, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. So Mr. S teaches through example that honoring God is more important than sports, holidays, video games, shopping, and sleeping. He teaches his children by example that the Ten Commandments, all of them, really do mean something. So Mr. S is a Sabbath keeper. <clears throat> Mr. T. <laughs> I don't know if he was a good father or not. I don't have any idea. But our Mr. T is trustworthy. Mr. T's children can believe what he says. If he says he's going to do something, they can trust him. They can believe him. If they say he's, they're going to be safe, they can trust him and believe in him. If they say he's going to be someplace, they can trust him and believe him. Mr. T is trustworthy. He's believable. Okay, <clears throat> we're going to skip num- We're going to skip you because who knows what Mr. U would be? <laughs> Unbelievable. We don't want that one. <laughs> Understanding. Awesome. Now, number 21 is Mr. V. Mr. V is our knight in shining armor. Mr. V is valor. Mr. V has great courage in the face of danger, especially in battle. You know, in our life, and our family life, there are so many battles over the years. There's so many difficulties, so many things that come against us. But Mr. V is full of valor. He has great courage in the face of danger. He's brave. He's bold. He has backbone. And he is the family's hero. Amen? It has been said, if there was ever any doubt, fathers matter a lot. When all is said and done, a man's relationship with his father very significantly predicted his overall life satisfaction at age 75, a variable not even suggestively associated with the maternal relationship. What that's saying is a father's influence on their children lasts that child's whole life till, till the day they die. That's how important fathers are, and that's how important the, your influence is as fathers. It lasts eternally. It lasts forever. You guys are so important. Dads everywhere have the opportunity to live a big impact on the world. So don't fathers, don't ever, ever, ever underestimate the influence you have on the lives of your children. And I just want to encourage you, you know, children uh, don't always do everything that we think that they should do. And they go through ups and downs and they go through uh, struggles and they go through times where they're really not doing what they should be doing. And I just want to encourage you as fathers that the story's not over until it's over. There's always tomorrow. And it's amazing what can happen over the course of the years 
in children that have had a foundation in the word of God and that have loving parents. So I want you to have confidence that when you train up your child in the way they should go, when they're old, they'll not depart from it. The story's not over until the story's over. And the story's not over until we reach eternity in heaven. It's not over tomorrow unless the Lord comes back. It's not over next month or next year. You know, there's time. There's time to see God's purpose and God's will accomplished in your children. Amen? So be encouraged and and continue to be the great fathers that you already are. I know you guys are just so full of love for your children and so full of goodness and impart so many good things into your children. So we applaud this morning all the fathers of Summit Church. We are so proud of who you are and what you do. We're so proud of you. So that's what I wanted to share this morning. I wanted to share with you... uh, Just out of my heart, how wonderful I think that the men of this church are. You guys are really, really a number one quality fathers. So let's uh, pray. Father, we uh, ask your special blessing today upon the fathers of Summit Church. We ask that, that you would encourage them and help them to continue in this task that you've given them of being fathers, that they would continue to be Bible-based and, and have their foundation in your word and get their direction and their wisdom from you, God. 